Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Rob Church. Rob, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Rob is the executive director of the Domain Financial Literacy Foundation, a nonprofit focused on preparing today's students for a lifetime of financial responsibility through engaging programs delivered to schools and at home. Prior to that, he was a New York City police officer and the recipient of the American Police Hall of Fame Legion of Valor Award. Excited to have you on. Rob, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is you do what you do. Well, I grew up in a small farming town of Porter, New York, uh, to a single-parent family uh, that lived off public assistance. And by age 15, uh, after my mother had passed away, I was homeless uh, at age 15. And um, so personal finance has always played a role in my life and certainly not having the finances um, to be able to survive um, has always been an issue, uh, certainly during my youth. So this is why I'm dedicated to teaching young men and women about personal finance, not only in our schools, but in our communities as well. Got it. And so often we find ourselves having experienced, personally experienced a problem and in finding the solution to that problem, find a passion for it and helping other people. And it sounds like that's the case for you. So I certainly appreciate that. Um, it, It does not seem as though there's a shortage of financial training or financial literacy training going on, but you guys, the Domain Foundation, is taking a different approach. Is that right? We have. So, um, Domain Financial Literacy Foundation, as you mentioned, is a nonprofit organization. And what we have done is developed a comprehensive and innovative approach to teaching personal finance to students through what we call our FitKit program. And what our FitKit programs are are 60-hour personal finance courses for the classroom that teach the foundational skills necessary for all students to understand and manage their personal finances into the future. Our fit kits include standards map unit and lesson plans designed for all types of learners, PowerPoint presentations, innovative peer-to-peer and animated videos, teacher and student background information and teaches and teach the teacher as well as teacher cues, assessments, and study guides for the educator. We're also working on express programs that are 60-hour community programs for parents, caregivers, and families. I'm sorry, that are six-hour programs, um, but serve as a compelling conversation with the community focused on the specific needs, mindsets, and opportunities to integrate and implement what is learned, and importantly, to encourage personal finance conversations within the home. 
and our programs are offered at no cost to schools and communities with the support of local businesses and organizations that wish to support personal finance within their communities. Nice. Okay. So I, so I understand correctly, you are making sure to focus on a lot of the personal finance education. Um, is it as well as a lot of the economic education that's, that's going on? We focus specifically on personal finance education. Okay. You may have heard um, since the financial crisis of 2008, um, there has been a lot of focus on what's called financial literacy education for our schools. In fact, President Bush had formed the President's Advisory Council in 2008. President Obama continued on with their work, and these studies have led to uh, the emergence of what's called financial literacy standards across the country. Those standards include both economic education and personal finance education. But what we found is that schools tend to focus on the economic education, leaving a gap with regard to personal finance education. As a matter of fact, 95% of all high school graduates and 75% of all college graduates are considered to be financially illiterate. And with all of the focus on financial literacy education since 2008, nothing has changed. U.S. youth continue to rank roughly between ninth and 11th in the world, um, well below other organized nations. Well, that's certainly, uh, that's, that is not good, obviously, and that suggests to me that a different approach is certainly necessary, and so I'm, I'm grateful that that's the work that you're putting in. Um, what are some of the, some of the elements that comprise uh, the Fit Kits personal financial education program. Okay. So Fit Kits for educators include pre and post assessments, unit assessments and study guides, standards map unit and lesson plans, teaching cues, teacher background information, innovative peer to peer videos. So these are videos where young people are telling other young people in the classroom how these elements apply to their lives and how they fit into their lives, how personal finance fits into their lives. Um, and we include educator feedback with our commitment to continued curriculum enhancement. So we take what the teachers are learning and seeing the classroom and use that to improve our work. For learners, what our programs include opportunities with relevant, relatable, and sometimes humorous content that includes student background information, opportunities for diverse learning styles, the innovative peer-to-peer -peer videos and animated videos and short films, as well as student workbook and activities. Today, we're planning for engagement in underserved communities and following some very impressive trends with regard to our fit kit, which include an increase in average test scores from pre to post assessment of 40%. Our curriculum is gender neutral, so young women perform as well as young men. And those coming into the course who need to learn the most are learning the most throughout the course. 
Got it. Excellent. Well, I think it's it makes sense to me to offer a, a very robust, lengthier 60-hour course for the actual classroom for 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 schools or uh, districts or individual teachers who are interested in implementing this, but also that there is a um, a leaner six-hour program because I'm sure that through your research and, and your personal experience, you know that sometimes we just need to meet people where they are and not everybody's in the place where they're ready to take on 60 hours of learning. So helping people make incremental change, I think, is certainly you know, a very, very valuable thing. So Absolutely. And what we find, and, and this has come through actually Prosper Canada, that when you provide quality financial literacy education, to schools and underserved communities, and you meet them where they are, so you provide it where it's relevant and relates to the challenges and mindsets within that community, that those populations are more likely to implement and retain and implement what they've learned, but they're also more likely to act on what they've learned and implement that within the home including having conversations with their children, their grandchildren, um, the people that they care for. Uh, so it has a particular impact when you're dealing with an underserved community and offering both the FitKit program in the school, but also the program that allows those caregivers and parents uh, to understand what's being taught and to be able to have those conversations in the home. Well, that's great certainly one size does not fit all and different people need different things at different times of their lives so I have to imagine that you experience that and as your time as a police officer in New York being that that's one of the most most diverse places that that you'll ever find and being effective means that you need to be able to interact and have different kinds of conversations with different kinds of people so absolutely we as a, as a police officer walking the beat in Harlem in the South Bronx I had conversations on a daily basis with parents who were dealing with issues, um, financial issues, as well as issues with their children, as well as children uh, who would approach me in the street asking about my work, but also I had the opportunity to share some some good practices or some good skills uh, with them as to the way that they were managing their lives. Got it. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. And I think that I read on, on your website or through some of the information that you sent over how since we really don't touch money very often anymore or not nearly as common, um, so many of our transactions are automated, it it gives parents fewer opportunities to really give practical money advice. It, it, it does. You know, as parents, we need to begin having conversations and educating our children about personal finances immediately. Um, from a young age, parents can begin to work with their children by teaching about the importance of savings, opening up a savings account for your child when they start receiving gifts and taking them to our banks and financial institutions to make their deposits and watch their money grow. And every time they receive a gift or an allowance, as a parent, we can bring our children to the bank. We can explain to them how their savings grow. They can see it. But it's also important to teach them about wants versus needs. And this is something we hear a lot from, from young children. I want this. I want that. Um, 
we can teach about wants versus needs at grocery stores when deciding what to purchase. Clothing stores and toy stores are a good place to begin these conversations. And we can also walk our children through our decision-making processes because it, it provides them with an understanding of what we're thinking when we're making our decisions. And we can also help them create their own wants versus needs lists they can use to sort out some of the things they want or would like or some of the things that they feel that they need. Those are so, I mean, almost there's so many different opportunities to teach young people, to teach kids about about money and every interaction. Um, if people are mindful of that and take advantage of it, you can really put your kid in a, situ- a position to be successful long term. But if you're not thinking about it, um, and you're not talking about it, then chances are your kids are going to fall into the same bad habits that you maybe potentially have. So, absolutely. You know, I spent some time with. I have three children of my own, and and um, uh, one is an educator. She's a teacher, but my other two children are in high school now, and I have them when I go to the supermarket or. Uh, when we go someplace, uh, whether it's on vacation or shopping, tell me, well, Dad, do you really need that? So they, they have a habit of, of if you will, placing my decisions <laughs> as well because they've been taught um, the difference between wants and needs. I love it. So from an implementation standpoint, I like to use the example of the analogy of I can give somebody the nicest guitar in the world, but if they had no idea how to play it, then it would be of very little value. So you, it sounds like you've designed this incredible program, but how do you, how do you put it into the hands of people that know how to use it or will effectively use it? Well, first, let me say as as parents, we need to be involved in the teaching and mentoring of our children about personal finance. Um, And it's important that we talk to our schools about what is being taught in the classrooms and to advocate specifically for personal finance education. Um, The Fit Kit has been designed with students and educators in mind. And as I said before, we focus solely on developing the foundational and personal finance skills that are needed, which is why we believe that we're a solution to the overall problem with personal finance education and also within our communities with managing personal finances today. Um, You know, since 2016, there hasn't been growth in personal finance education. No additional states have adopted standards um, for K-12 requirements for personal finance education. And only one third of the states require high schoolers to take personal finance as a class prior to graduation. Seven of those states actually require that the materials be tested. So that while policymakers and the public regularly call for us to do better as a nation, those calls are not translating into real legislative change um, by our states, as well as um, not translating to bringing personal finance in the classroom. You know, many schools are resource challenge. You know, we like to say that schools, they have plenty of money, they can do this, they can do that. But in reality, they don't. 
they're tasked with having to um, teach about mathematics, science, um, social studies, civics, um, and when something else is added to that, it really stresses them. So by advocating for our students, our children within our communities, I think it's a good place for us to start as parents, but also sharing our processes with them, sharing our discussions about wants and needs and about spending with them. You know, you had said before that, that um, you know, I'd sent something over you and we talk about here about money being frictionless. When I was a child growing up, working on farms in upstate New York, we were paid in cash. We had the money in our hand. When we went to purchase something, we had to make sure we were getting the correct amount of change. Uh, today, they don't have that. Today, it's a tap of a phone or a swipe. They do not see or handle cash money very often. So they often don't think about the fact that there's a bill that comes due at the end of the month. And it's important for us as parents to teach them and to explain to them uh, really the value, if you, uh, for lack of a better word, the value of money and managing our personal finances. Definitely agree. Well, Rob, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So, as parents, we are our children's first teachers. We are their mentors. They learn by watching, listening, and interacting with us, with family members, with educators, and with their contemporaries. We need to take the time to teach them about personal finance, to walk them through decision-making processes, to advocate for them in their schools, and to prepare them for planning for their financial futures. And don't let personal finances be the elephant in the room or the beast that takes their financial security. Make it the method by which they can achieve and succeed. That is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. So, Rob, <laughs> thank, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and the Domain Foundation? To learn more about us, go to www.dmfinancialliteracy.org. That's our website. You can reach me through there, or you can call me at 609-751-3300, extension 301, and I'll be happy to speak with you directly. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Rob your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to dmfinancialliteracy.org and feel free to give him a call as well. I will list all that information in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Rob. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.